Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Jill. Have you ever wondered if you have to become specialized or focus your attention on one or a few types of skills? Maybe you don't. That's what we'll talk about today. A man who limits his interests limits his life. Vincent Price. Today, we're going to talk about how to be everything, a guide for those who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up by Emily Wapnick. Now, one of the funny things about this topic we'll talk about today is it's special in my heart because I have been labeled before the Jill of all trades. I like to get myself involved in everything. At one point, I had so many different hobbies. I sat down with a spreadsheet, listed all their pros and cons, so that I could figure out what hobbies I really wanted to pursue. I didn't mind having all these hobbies, although it was a little expensive. That's what this book really goes into. It really meant something to me because this is a problem I've been facing my whole life. Everyone from my grandmother to my parents to everyone in my life, what is it you want to be? The only thing I could think of was everything. I want to be everything. Now, sometimes I would say things like Captain Kirk or pick one particular career over another, but you know what? I never meant it. I want to be everything. And again, if you ask me, Jill, what do you want to do? My answer is still the same. I want to do everything. I want to be involved in everything. It is hard for me not to be involved in things. So that's what we'll talk about today. And this book talks about how the world is constantly telling you not to be a generalist, to always be a specialist, get fantastic at one thing. And for some people, particularly people like me, that's really hard. Are you telling me that I have to abandon everything else I'm interested in just so that I can become really good at a few things? Maybe that's true. And maybe that's where people become very successful. You get people like Steve Jobs, who is fundamentally dedicated to one area of his career. Or maybe it's like Leonardo da Vinci, who was everywhere and involved himself in medicine and science and architecture and art. There wasn't a single thing he picked to do, which is better to focus or not to focus. And here's the deep, dark secret. According to this book, you don't have to select one thing that you can explore everything and to be everything. Sometimes they call polymath and polymath is just someone who knows a lot about many different topics a person who loves the encyclopedia. When I was a kid, my grandmother didn't have a lot of books in her apartment. So what did Jill do? She sat down and started reading the encyclopedia. And you know what? Never got bored. I was so excited every time I got to go back there to read a little bit more. Sometimes people are called this person a renaissance person, or like I said, a jack of all trades, or in this case, a Jill of all trades. Generalist is another term for it, a scanner. A scanner is someone who just goes over a bunch of different topics, but never really gets in depth. Interests a mile wide and an inch deep. But she says that she likes to think of it as being putty-like, being able to take on different identities and mold yourself into a variety of different tasks and roles gracefully because you're putty. She said that there's a couple different ways of going about this. Sometimes there's people who are simultaneously involved in multiple projects at a time. This is more like me or that they do many projects one at a time. In her own experience, she found that there's a lot of guilt and shame, you know, particularly when you're moving on to something. You know, I got good at chess. And then when I moved on to the next thing, I think my dad was disappointed. Like, I thought you were finally getting good at this. Now you're going to just drop it and do something else. You get that fear that you're never going to be the best. 
And so she talks about those external critics that are not very pleased with you for going from thing to thing. And then even on your side, maybe it's stuff like you're always the beginner. You're always starting again at that low level of knowledge about something. So it's always starting over. So she wants to make sure that you understand in this book that not being the best is not the same thing as being mediocre in a lot of different things. That actually these jack of all trades, these Jill of all trades come together and make you something more than if you were focusing one thing at a time. She talks about how those creativities and those knowledge build on each other. You can see that when you look at Da Vinci's life, he learned to be a fantastic artist. That made him a wonderful anatomy drawer. So he understood a lot about medicine and how to communicate medicine to other people. And when he learned about how things were structured, it helped him become a great architect and a great inventor. It's not the same thing that you're just mediocre at it. It's about building these skills together so that you're building something that's becoming quite unique. And she calls the people who are good at a lot of things multi-potentialites. You grasp concepts quickly and you pick up new skills. And she said that's for three main reasons. First, you understand what it is to be a beginner and you know how to be a beginner. So you know what to do when you're sitting there with a brand new pile of things to learn. And how do you go about doing that? The second thing she said that goes to our strengths is that we're passionate about a lot of different things. And that passion to learn new things and try new things drives us into action. We will be able to spend hours doing research, looking at books, immersing ourselves into new activities and trying to figure out what makes it work. And then three, she said, we rarely ever start from scratch whenever we pursue anything new. We already have transferable knowledge. And then she said that it is really possible to learn at any age and we can be this way at any time. But sometimes neuroscientists have called it the use it or lose it principle. Meaning if you don't use a particular skill or a particular part of your brain, it'll be harder to tap into the next time you want to do it. But if you aren't learning new things regularly through study or education, you'll become rusty even at learning new things. But if you can become great at learning things because you're always learning things, it becomes easier and easier to pick up new skills. So then she says that the multi-potentialites have superpowers. So one of the superpowers is big picture thinking. When we look at things, we see the whole picture of a problem. We understand that when we're looking at medicine, it's a biology problem, it's a chemistry problem, it's a psychology problem. When we looked at the pandemic, we saw that this involved economics, psychology, medicine, that this whole thing was wrapped in together. So we're good at seeing the very big picture of things because we're looking at things with this generalist viewpoint and an understanding from many different places in the world. She said the next superpower is relating and translating. We love connecting people to new ideas and helping them love it like we love it. So when we find ourselves to have a hobby or something that interests us, we're excited to share that interest with other people. She calls it nerding out, but she said that for her too, it helps her initiate dialogues with people with all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of different communication styles because she just likes to be a part of everything. So then she tells us that we should pick what to focus on. I know when I first started this as a younger person, I picked whichever way the wind blew me. 
and whatever interested me next. But she suggests instead, actually pick things that are more useful and more functional in our lives. And just keep in mind that we can always change things if we pick the wrong thing or we lose interest in something. And that we really don't know when we're starting out learning something new, if in fact it's something we're going to love and pursue for a while, or if it's something that's just going to bore us the next moment. I can think of all the things that I've picked up and I dropped over the years. I have all these flash interests where it just flares up. I learn a lot about it and then I just drop it once I felt like I've learned everything I've gotten out of it. But there are other things that have been lifelong loves of mine that I've picked up and that I've never let go of. Sometimes that's particularly hard to tell about when you're learning something new, which kind of thing it's going to be. The nice thing about it is she said that you can let your heart pick these things. It'll make it more thrilling. It'll make it more interesting to you. If you can guide it and gear it towards something that's more useful and more permanent, it'll have a bigger impact in your life. (laughs) She draws a tree out for you for someone who is a generalist The first question is, does this project excite you? And if the answer is no, she says, don't even bother. But yes, then she has you decide, if you prioritize this, will it affect your life in a big way? And if the answer is yes, could you use some disruption in your life? And if the answer is no, then you should add it to like a waiting list and maybe do it later. But if you could use some disruption in your life and some excitement in your life, go for it and try it. Or if the project's not going to be a major disruption to you, go ahead and try it anyway. To give you an example, I was looking for something to do during the pandemic. And what came up was this podcast. Did it interest me? Yes, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Is it going to disrupt my life in a big way? No, it really didn't. It was something that I could fit in with my job, with my other hobbies. It took some time and it made me dig deep into some areas of research, but I'm able to get on with a majority of my life the same way I was before. Gave it a shot. And here I have a podcast now. Some of these things just work out right for you. And if you look at the types of skills that you have to get in order to do a podcast, there's the audio recording, there's setting up a website, there's figuring out how to submit this to all the different services and everything else. And then there's me learning all these topics for the podcast. This is all good stuff. All of it leads to permanent knowledge on my behalf. So it's making me a better person too. She said that you have to give yourself time to tinker, to play around with things, to just try things out. Give yourself a free pass to be unproductive. And that's just for a period of time while you're figuring out this new thing. When you're looking at things to focus on, She said that just remembering, choosing can be scary, but it's not permanent. There's no choice out there where you're married this forever. Try to pursue something that's interesting to you, but don't think of it as a binding contract. Make sure you have a list of projects that are waiting in the wings. In our project management world, we'll call those parking lots. Means we're going to park our car there for a while and then we'll come back to it later. She said that people who are generalists often quit the thing that they're doing not because it's too hard, but they lose interest in it. They got what they wanted out of the thing. And generalists don't switch topics because it's too hard or they're lazy or they're unable to focus. It's because we just finished it. We're done with that particular thing. And that's totally fine. Be prepared that at some point you might be done with something. 
And she said that when we're entering this area that she calls the personal endpoint, you can just figure out, are you feeling bored or are you panicky or is this desire to quit or do you feel just insecure? Whatever it is, try to tease that out. It will help you know whether this is your endpoint or just a rough patch. And then she says it's important to know when to quit. She suggests to watch your three C's. And this comes from Leo Babuda's book, Focus. And it's a concept that she says she returns to frequently in her own life. Creating, connecting, and consuming. So if you're creating, you're bringing something new into existence. If you're connecting, it involves reaching out to other people and including them on your activities, maybe responding to an email or posting something on social media or calling out to a friend. And then consuming is any activity that involves research or learning something. She says a lot of times that when people give us doubts about us being generalists and not specialists in a particular area, Of course, there's people in our lives who probably will tell you that you're wasting your time, that you should focus, that you should do all these things. But sometimes these thoughts are coming from inside of us and that we have to make sure we stand up against that longstanding fear or self-doubt that we're screwing things up by taking on all these projects in all these different areas. She says that you should join a community of other people who are like this, too. She created puttylike.com. That's her website. Summary. You don't have to pick just one thing. If you are a generalist, you're able to do lots of things and use your skills in lots of different ways. Then learning becomes easier because you become good at learning. Two, be a translator for everyone because you have so many skills and so much background knowledge on so many things. You should be able to take what you've learned and translate it to other people who maybe know it from a different aspect. Three, know when you should take on new things or when you have plenty of new things and any new ideas should go on a parking lot. Four, take time to tinker. Realize that when you're starting out with something, you may not be productive in what you're trying to do. Allow yourself that time to learn and grow. Five, know when to quit. Sometimes you're just done with something or it's not providing you the benefit you thought it was. Or maybe it's just time to move on to something else, but understand when that time is. Six, know the three C's and when you're involved in each of them. If you're creating, just create and don't get yourself involved in other things. But when you're connecting and consuming, also learning, make sure that you mix those two things together to let the two help each other do better. Seven, join other people who are like you and learn how together you can enhance your multi-potentialite lives. There are online groups, Facebook groups, or just people around you. It always helps to increase your network. And if you're starting to feel doubt inside, get to the core of that with the help of other people. Challenge, create a five-item parking lot of things that you would like to take on next. What interests do you have and what would you love to start working on when you're done with your current projects? And now our fun entertainment quote of the week comes from Liam Neeson in Taken. I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. 
And I'm sure when he talks about having a particular set of skills, he just means stuff like project management, organization, and technical writing. Stuff like that. He probably is a consultant. I'm sure that's what he means. All right, everyone. Thanks very much. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I appreciate it and have a great week.